G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're coming back to an important conversation today and it's around this issue of abortion. As you know, most Christians are pro-life. We see that life is something that begins at conception and that every one little life that is formed is valuable in the eyes of God. But there's a new group on the scene when it comes to pro-life issues and making some ripples. And yes, there are some runs on the board and they can point to lives being saved because of their different approach to how they do pro-life issues. Ultimately, they don't see abortion as just a social justice issue, but as an issue to do with the Lordship of Christ. Let's talk once again today with the organization that comes from Operation 513. Now, that's an evangelism organization with teams in Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Hobart, Melbourne, Toowoomba, Warwick, and even in Auckland, New Zealand. And they've got a spin-off ministry, a new arm, a new dimension that's called Project 139. That has to do with Psalm 139, which says, You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Andrew Novich is back with us. Andrew's heading up this new arm of ministry called Project 139. Andrew, welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Thanks to be back. Andrew, last time we were talking about your organization, we were talking about some of the contrasts that you are to some of the existing pro-life models. And you're very happy to call yourself something different because you're coming really with a foundation of a Christian heart, a biblically based Christian heart towards the life of the unborn baby. Yes, yeah. So our desire in this ministry which would be our desire in every aspect of life is to bring glory to God and that is to acknowledge God in, in all your ways and in to everything you do and also to speak his the truth that he proclaims through his word and so one way that we can bring glory to him is by um, honouring what his word says about the reality of situations whether that be the reality of the thief who has just um, stolen something from somewhere the reality of someone who is gossiped behind someone else's back or the reality of a mother who has gone in to, to murder her child. We we aim to honor God by by calling calling sin for what it is. Now some people will say, why didn't you just join up with one of the existing pro life organizations? Aren't they all doing a good job? Aren't they all looking for new supporters? Because you've got this sort of different dimension, this evangelism dimension to what you do, does it mean that you're not quite as compatible with some of the other organizations? Yeah, so um one of the one of the principal differences is that these organizations are, are by nature secular. And so while many will be comprised of, of Christians, um, it's not all Christians. And uh, when it comes to Christian ministry, it's Christ who's building his church, and he builds his church in the way he desires. And so we seek to honor him through that, and so to, to, to work and labor with brothers and sisters in Christ, and to labor, I guess you could say, for his glory. And, and so 
where the incompatibility starts is is from this premise that we we take a biblical worldview in the issue. And so I guess then the the second issue that shows the contrast between ourselves is that we don't see this simply as as a social justice issue that uh, murdering is wrong. We we also see it as a lordship of Christ issue, not only as the problem but as the solution because Christ says that it's out of the heart that comes murder, envy, slander, gossip, lust, adultery, all of these kind of things. And so at the root of all of us is is a heart problem. And it's God who promises to give us a new heart. And it's God who promises to write his law upon our heart. And that is through the salvation that we have in Christ. And so we see not only the problem, the problem being the depravity of, of, of who we are without God, um, but we also see the solution being Christ and the redemption that is that is found in him. And that if everyone comes to a profession of faith in Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives, it's it's that that would be the solution towards towards abortion, ultimately. Because if, if you consider, for example, the issue that we currently face in Queensland, in Queensland, abortion has been under the criminal code for 119 years. It's been illegal, and yet we still see 10 to 14,000 abortions happen in Queensland alone. And my own experience of my encounters with, with police officers is they have not wanted to implement the law. And I've even uh, had conversations uh, with police officers out on the sidewalks who have self-admitted that only a minority of the cases that actually happen inside the abortion clinics are under the legal circumstances that an abortion is allowed. And so the solution is not legislative. The solution is a hard issue. And that hard issue is the fact that uh, Christ does not reign as Lord and Savior over them. Yes, you've got an amazing contrast, calling sin, sin. And when you name that sin as one of the Ten Commandments, we can all see that it is sin when that commandment says, thou shalt not murder. And you've said that taking the life of innocent, unborn children is in fact murder. And looking to work with churches, because not only have you got some runs on the board, eight little lives saved, and the expression that has come to those families are looking out for their eternal salvation because you're turning this into an evangelism approach. But you're wanting to reach out to churches. You're wanting churches to take some responsibility here. When you've come across a need, you're identifying churches that can help to meet the needs in people's lives. Yeah, so basically we we look to towards once uh, there's hard labor that that comes out on the sidewalks, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't finish there, and and it's it's the church's call to be the salt and light of the earth and to engage in these issues, and so our desire is to to engage the church um, to to start taking an interest and in, um and more than just simply an interest of um. Uh, intellectual curiosity, but to also be active in this in this cause, and so our desire is to engage with the church to be able to supply uh, funds for for the families who have chosen life, or or for the materials that we seek to distribute, or or um, for preaching on on the the issue of abortion, so that the church can be equipped. One of the unfortunate realities that I found is there have been many people who have professed Christ as savior, Lord and Savior in their life. Who have gone into the clinic and committed an abortion, and it's it's absolutely tragic. And and for some of them, it has been because they felt like that their circumstances uh, forced them into that situation, and they didn't have the, I guess, the ability to reach out to the church. 
Um, but then for others, it's 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 simply an issue that they are not as fully aware of of the issue of of what's happening inside of them. What I can hear you say is that one of the issues is that churches who would say, well, of course, we're created in the image and likeness of God and we have value because we're fearfully and wonderfully made, but they're not necessarily impressing that on church people and perhaps even young people and forming that value in their lives at a young age. Yeah, yes. Uh, and it's not to say that the church needs to be preaching it on, on it every single week, but from a, from a um, truth and doctrinal standpoint, the church should be equipping all the all the body of believers who attend church and um, who who uh, sit under their authority and to to be able to teach them the, the truths that are taught in the scripture so that they understand the value of human life. Not so not only so that if they were ever faced with an unplanned pregnancy and and we'd hope that no one is ever faced with an unplanned pregnancy because uh, it's only in the context of marriage that you should even be considered of having a pregnancy coming. But if there was something that a pregnancy were to happen, that that everyone would who is involved would have full consideration of the the value of the life that is now growing inside of the mother. Interesting, isn't it, that in the real world, people will always make mistakes, and when mistakes are made, how we treat those mistakes is going to be important. We want to be able to treat those mistakes with compassion, and yet. Sometimes we're compelled to be able to actually speak the truth. Now, when you speak the truth, you either run the risk of offending people or the motivation of your heart is that you'll actually bring hope in the dreadful and even, as you say, tragic circumstances that people find their way into. But let's pick up on that word hope for a moment because if you bring the evangelism message to a pro-life type of stance that you have, hope is what you are trying to bring into the circumstances when people are faced with this dreadful decision about having an abortion. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you consider it's in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks about the gospel and he says that if Christ was not raised, then your faith is futile and you remain condemned in your sins. And so without Christ, there is ultimately no hope in any any kind of situation. Um, and it's only through the resurrection that we have this blessed hope that there, that all the pains and sadness of this life will be rid, um, and and that we can experience heaven with with uh, with Christ in eternity. But then there's also the aspect about well, what about the hope on this earth? And it's only God's word that bears uh, truth towards the fact that there is purpose in this life. That that things have haven't happened by random chaos or chance. That God has has given this this mum this this little babe that is growing inside of her and and he has willed her to be the mother of that child and that there is hope because the fact that God has done that says that there is meaning behind it it's not just simply an accident God purposefully did it whether it may have been unplanned on her part that it's purposefully done and that there is hope in 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 what God has planned for this mother and so it's it's only by bringing God's word into the conversation that we can even offer remote remotely offer hope in a circumstance of just basic pregnancy. So you're looking, Andrew, to in fact connect with churches. And while Operation 513 is functioning 
primarily, I think, uh, East Coast, uh, places like Brisbane, Hobart, Melbourne, uh, even in Auckland in New Zealand, you're looking to connect with churches who'd like to be a part of the solution in the lives of people. And if you come across someone that comes from a, a community that's near one of the churches that you're connected to, you'll be able to link that person with the local church for some help, for some support, for some counsel, and just for people wrapping their arms around and loving those people who need love at a desperate time in their lives. What would you like to see with churches to connect with you? Oh, if if uh, just to reach out to us would be would be wonderful, and to see what they can do and and how they may um, be able to to link with Project One Through Nine in the equipping of saints. Um, our, our desire is um, not just to be a place that takes people in, but but sends people out and sends people out so that you see less and less of this. Um, and so, uh, in terms of uh, churches, if they want to bring this issue towards the pulpit and and uh, want to start taking a bolder stance on this issue, especially in the times that we're facing where where life is becoming diminished on both ends of the life, at the end of life and at the beginning of life, the churches really need to start taking a biblical stance um, on these truths. So to, to reach out to us and to see how we can partner up, you know, uh, we, we take a very strong position that it is through the local church that God primarily takes care of his people, that he advances his gospel and that he reveals his glory. And so it's through the local church that he accomplishes this and builds his church. And so if there's anything that we can work together for in terms of providing training or materials or resources, that would be, that'd be fantastic. Well, let me point listeners to the website, operation513.com. And there is a Facebook page for Project 139. It's facebook.com forward slash Project 139AU. Now, Project 139, Andrew Novich is the leader of that. And so Project 139AU, that's where you can find them on Facebook. And I'm sure, Andrew, you'd like a few new friends. Andrew, thanks so much for taking some time today to share your thoughts and your heart with us on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.